Bush. Welcome back to Breaking the Fourth Wall. Here we engage in stimulating conversations about ways that we can promote positive change in musical theater. I thought it would be a really excellent time to talk about directing and the role of the director and what changes we want to see as we move forward, especially now when we start to see theaters talking about opening up safely and seasons being discussed and everybody even in the academic sphere starting to talk about producing more musicals in a safe manner. I thought this would be a really excellent time to talk about directing. Oh, absolutely. I've got tons of thoughts on this. And as a director myself, uh, I know that I'm experiencing a lot of uh, change, much needed change that needs to happen in this arena. So I'm excited to have this conversation today. Perfect. Before we dive in, though, what puzzler do you have for us today? Okay. Since we're talking about directing, I thought we'd keep our puzzler focused on the realm of stage directing. So here's here's the question. Who directed the following original Broadway productions? Jelly's Last Jam, Angels in America, John LaCusa's The Wild Party, Carol Anner Change, Shuffle Along or the Making of the Musical Sensation of 1921 and All That Followed, and most recently, the film adaptation of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. No, that's a lot of uh, options there to kind of see who that one person is. Just a small sample of the massive amount and body of work that this amazing human has created. So we'll circle yes. back and we'll talk about this person a little bit later. Perfect. I love that it's got some plays in there too, some films, a little bit of everything. Pretty mm-hmm. diverse portfolio they've got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Game changer, definitely. <laughs> All right. We'll come back at the end and talk about it. I can't wait. So today, I thought we could start talking about directing. I know we both have had this experience, you much more so. And I know that many folks want to see, first off, a change in leadership, a change in the person that we see in that role so that the people that are really guiding the ship and and helping create all of these shows is someone that is not going to be what we're used to, right? Mm, mm -hmm. Which is typically a white male. And we really are trying to diversify that. Even in my experience, I have never worked with anybody other than white men except for three women. Mm -hmm. And I think the more we do that, and I know it's always something that people get really uncomfortable talking about. We're not saying that white men aren't capable. We are saying that there's now is the time to see the change and see the difference. And one of the things I wanted to talk about first was, what do you think the reason is that we are that we haven't seen that change up until now, or even talked about it? Why has it always been that predominantly that leadership position has been looked upon as a white male? Well, in through my eyes, it's it's rather simple. Why is every power position position of of leadership and power in this country? generally allocated towards a cisgendered white men or or white men in general. It's um, the way this country has been designed and set up to run since its inception. And we right now are at a major crossroads as an industry, as a country, where we are tirelessly working to redefine that and to dismantle that ideology. So I think it's just it's it's been the status quo for far too long in this country where white men have dominated the conversation as far as leadership roles and that needs to change whether it be in a production directing a production or artistic direction or running this country uh you know it, it's just been the nature of power dynamics in this country 
but I will say there is a part of me that is optimistic as we as we move back into the uh, performance arena, as we start to pick up the pieces over the last year and a half. I'm optimistic and I'm hopeful that theater companies around the country are going to start addressing this very issue and start creating space and opportunities for the global majority to step up and have the opportunity to use their voices in the directing arena. And we even talked about that in the last episode last week with um, Jojo and Sarah, mm-hmm. not just not being given the opportunity. Folks that have studied the craft, studied the art, they have trained, they have degrees, master's degrees, and then they get to that point and then they're not given an opportunity. Mm-hmm. They're not given a foot in the door because yeah, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Jojo or Sarah, but they both mentioned the same thing. The company hires the same people and we've seen that. And mm-hmm. right now we're mostly... Southern California based for the time being. And it's, it is the same thing. It's the same directors directing at every single theater company. And I feel like that is the one thing that we really hope that they are going to learn that we want. I want to work with different people, right? We want to learn from other people, have different experiences. So we're not seeing the same show produced the same way. And also, Producers need to understand that allowing variety within your creative team, a mosaic of, of, of different diverse voices within the creative team only makes that theater company that much stronger. When an audience can come in and see themselves reflected, not only on stage, but actually in the creative team, when they look at the program and say, wow, I'm starting to see that change occurring then not only is it going to diversify the cast in turn, um, the creatives will be diversified, but your audience will become more diverse as well. And oftentimes when I go to the theater, I can usually tell based on the demographic of the audience I'm sitting with, what kind of producing or creative team has been at the helm of that particular production, uh, just because it tends to be catered towards a certain demographic. And I know that that's always been something uncomfortable because... We don't want to say something because then will somebody blacklist me or say, you know, they don't want to work with me. And I, I think that's just the conversations that we need to have now. It's it's time, right? Also trust, trust. and trusting that yes. there are more than just three directors in your entire pool of talent as oh producers that we right. can choose from. And also this idea that, you know, okay, yes, uh, if, if you have the opportunity to have someone from the Latinx community to direct a production like In the Heights, yes, absolutely. But also not saying that only people of color can do the shows that are designed for people of color. Right. Absolutely. Or, or, or uh, narratives from the global majority. People of color, people from the global majority, they want to be able to direct shows across all spectrums, not just the ones that they identify with. So. Right. That's something that I hope producers really take heed of. Yes, honoring the stories, the narratives of the global majority and and making sure the creative teams are reflective in those narratives, but also for those directors from the global majority, giving them the opportunity and the space to direct shows that aren't just limited to the color of their skin. Absolutely. And then I wanted to go now into talking about what do we what do you think the major challenges that we see with directors today 
probably the largest challenge that I see is actually understanding the craft and the art of direction, of stage direction. Uh, oftentimes, actors uh, will make the migration directly into the realm of stage directing without fully understanding the fact that there is an art and there is a, a specific level of training that goes into becoming an, a, a well-attuned stage director. Yes. So probably the biggest challenge I would say is uh, the lack of understanding of the art and craft of stage direction. And I think many people, when you don't realize it until you get there, right? We always say it's the same thing with being in academia and being a professor. A lot of people, you don't understand what happens until you are a full-time professor, <laughs> all of the other things that are mostly not actually happening in the classroom that kind of gets laid in your lap. It's the same thing with a director. You don't really fully understand until you have been in that position. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that, and what we're not saying, I want to be clear, what we're not saying is that you you can't make that transition. Absolutely, Absolutely not. not no. Right. We both have done that ourselves too. But the idea that it's just like being a ballet dancer, mm -hmm. right? You have to train. You can't just say, I'm going to go up on point right now. And then all of a sudden it happens and it's perfectly in fluid. It takes discipline and training to understand the craft so that you can create a safe space for those actors. That's you can exactly it. Right? Collaborate with a creative team. You understand how things function so that you can guide the ship together. So I think that I absolutely agree with you 100%. And what else do you think might be a challenge that a director, that we see in directors in regional theater or really any theater across the across the country? Um. Uh, we've talked about this many times, um, understanding the, de the delineation and the difference between staging a production and actually directing the craft of directing a production. Yeah. To me, I've seen many, many, many regional uh, high quality professional productions who brought in directors to stage the show. To me, what that means is they want to recreate the exact same choreography, the exact same staging the exact same scenic elements, design elements, et cetera, as was done on Broadway. Oftentimes these theater companies, and I totally understand, will rent the, the Broadway package, the, yes. the set, you know, because they're available once yes. they, once they um, stop touring and they kind of go out of the circuit, they become available for rental. And so many, many regional theater companies will do that. The challenge is, is if you hire someone, many producers will be like, I want what was done on Broadway here in Texas or in Southern California. Right. And I think that becomes a bit of a, a, a challenge because musicals are often created with a concept in mind mm -hmm. and it's really hard to take it. And for someone else that doesn't have a lot of directing training and, and experience to then take their own concept and make it work within the confinements of what was originally done. And therein lies the first challenge that any director has to overcome yes. is formulating a concept. Once they've selected a show, formulating a concept, and that may be something that is foreign to uh, to many directors out there uh, who direct in the regional circuit, the fact that <clears throat> you must look at your production and say, how can I make it creatively my own and not uh, not a mere image of what was done on Broadway? 
I also understand that there are iconic moments in musicals uh, that you know we try to pay tribute to, whether it's in the choreography or whether it is in uh, the staging. Perfect, exa- perfect example is um, almost a year, a little over a year ago, when we directed a chorus line, I told my choreographer, I want to pay tribute to Michael Bennett's choreography, but not do the exact choreography. I don't want to replicate it. I want to give, I wanted to give the choreographer the freedom, the creative freedom to create and find their own identity within uh, the choreography while paying tribute to Michael Bennett. Right. And what, what, what manifested was a truly original piece of artwork that, that gave glimmers of, of, of insinuation towards Michael Bennett. I think that's great. I think that's important. Absolutely. You know, uh, yeah. And and I I personally too I I would every time we go see that musical over and over again I don't want to see the exact same thing Mm -hmm. done the exact same way because most of us can can watch a filmed version of it or you know we can I just feel like what's the point in doing the musical again if we're seeing the same same version unless you're going to pay tribute to the original Broadway cast give them credit pay the fees and you're going to literally you know, say we're bringing, um, like you said, we're bringing Broadway to Southern California because we want you to experience that. Mm-hmm. I get that difference in that. Um, but I agree with you. I think the idea of paying tribute is such a wonderful thing to talk about as well. Because on the flip side of that, a challenge we see people doing is they're going so far. They're taking a musical like a chorus line and they're going to flip it upside down, turn it around and take out the true meaning behind it, why it was written and do something so different that, that you've lost the whole, <laughs> the entire, you know, mission and reason and spirit of the show. And we've seen productions do that. So a moment ago, we talked about developing a concept, right? If, if yes. you want to do something truly original, uh, developing a concept, coming up, using your imagination to create something wholly, wholly unique. Yes. And then the next step is in the process of developing that concept, are you paying tribute? Are you honoring the true intentions of what the playwright had set forth? That is the most right. important fundamental thing is not straying away from the the message of the show right. and making sure that mes- message resonates regardless of where you set it, how you set it, and the time, location, uh, all that uh, you need to make sure that you are honoring the playwright's intentions. Well, it's their art. First mm-hmm. off, you know, we have to understand that that's someone's art that they have created. And now we are then going to not just put our stamp on it, but put their production on its feet somewhere mm-hmm. else. And so, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of times people just take musicals and they, you know, do something different, but it, it, it come, com- we, you leave thinking, I don't know what I just saw because it was completely different than the concept. And I, I think that's challenging for us to watch. And you can't really formulate a concept until you fully understand the message of the play. So Absolutely. You know, rule number one for everyone, uh, uh, make sure, <laughs> please, 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 whatever you do, when you read your script, start extrapolating the themes, the messages, the true intention of, and the spirit of the show. Then from that, you develop a concept. Uh, you start seeing areas where you can manipulate, if necessary, time, location, and place. Absolutely. I think it's those fundamentals sometimes that we always need to remind fellow directors and all of us to go back to, you know, research, research, mm-hmm. research. Um, what other challenge do you think we might see with directors? 
I think you just actually touched upon it. It was a fantastic trans segue into uh, the next challenge that I wanted to talk <laughs> about, which was arming the cast once you arrive into rehearsals with the research, the traumaturgical research and the preparation uh, to support your concepts so that the cast and the creative team is on the same page with you. So when you invite them onto your ship that you are about to guide, that everyone knows exactly how we are going to steer the ship. Oh my gosh, that... I, I just got to tell you, when you walk into a room as an actor and a director just has all of this, you know, preparation and they're so excited and here's your dramaturgical packet and here's our schedule and here's our rehearsal and everything just feels so cozy and safe. And mm-hmm. now I feel like I can come to the table because it's almost like a parent. Really, being a director is like a parent. It's like, I've got you. We're going to do this together. But I have I have prepared for this to be a a a safe journey. You know, there may be bumps along the re- way, but it's safe. It's so supportive. And some directors will say, you know, I'm a very organic director. You know, I like to come into the space and create in the moment. And that's that's fine and dandy if you have done all of the homework that Absolutely. precedes you walking into the room so that you don't have to have a script in hand when you're staging. Now, some directors prefer to move through uh move through the staging with script in hand. That's totally fine. There's kind of two sides of the coin. But all of that is meaningless unless you actually do the preparation and the homework uh, and the research that goes into um, communicating the concept and the story. And I will tell you that uh, you have directed way more than I have. But the first few times that you you direct, it is very nerve wracking because you know you want to do really well. You're going to make mistakes. I think that's the one <laughs> thing is is being able to say, okay, I made a mistake. You know what? I'm, I'm going to learn from that, and I'm not going to do that again. Or I'm going to be more prepared for that next time. Or next time I'm going to understand. I've got to map out all of my entrances and exits for my actors mm-hmm. because th- they need to know where they're getting their costume because of being it's backstage, you know, all of those things matter. And what I see most of the time happening is none of that is considered. The director just thinks, oh, well, I, you know, we'll figure that out later. That's my, when someone says that to me, we'll figure that out later. Most of the time they say <laughs> it that. It never comes back. They never come back to it. <laughs> they never come back to it. And then, what the and, director uh, is basically saying is, uh, I haven't done I my homework know. on this part and yes. I just don't know. So I'm going to go home and figure it out and then I'll come back to you. And oftentimes by the time that happens, they're already knee deep in another chapter right. or another another uh, scene. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a tricky one. And it's okay to say, you know what? I didn't think that through. Let me write that down and I will make sure I get that to you at the beginning of rehearsal tomorrow or we will, we will swing back around that to notes. And so I just think that is such a good point that you are making. The idea that, there is more to being a director than just what you are doing with the actors, right? That is a, a very, actually, very that, important part. But go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's actually probably the smallest part of the entire. Honestly, most yeah. people could probably get a show if you wanted to just stage, like I said, stage a show. You could probably get it up on its feet in two or three days, a full musical, just by saying, okay, you're going to cross over here on this line. You're going to cross over there on that line. Good. Okay, let's move on. Right. You could do. You could literally stage a scene in like two minutes if you really wanted to. The question is, how are you staging actors into motivations? How are you getting them to those to land those marks on those lines? What is driving them to get to that place? Also, having a dialogue with you with the actors in each scene about 
how you are approaching the scene and the context that you are approaching from. What is the mood? What is the feeling that you're trying to evoke? Uh, what are the intentions? All the stuff, all the acting work that goes into it because directors in turn are also acting teachers in that moment. I love that you just said that because majority of people don't understand that concept. They feel like a director is going to tell me to go here and go there and go there. And those productions to me often, whether I see it or I'm in it, they often feel very stale. Mechanical. Mechanical. That's a great work. They feel very mechanical because there's no rhyme or reason behind why I'm crossing left or right. Well, and I was also going to say, sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. I was all. also going to say, if they are in fact taking the court, the staging or the choreography from an original production, what they're not accounting for was when that staging occurred in the original Broadway production or original concept, there was this component that is not being had in these in these regional productions, which was the original actor had some input on their actual staging. They said, you know what, I really feel more impl- uh, more uh, the impulse to go down left versus what you have is to go down right. Therein lies what I call that third idea, the the dialogue and exchange that happens between director and actor that ultimately culminates in this new idea that becomes the most fruitful one. That if that conversation is not being had in a re uh, of uh, restaging of original choreography or or brought or, or staging, then um, some of the some of the mot- the internal motivations of the actors get lost. Yeah, I agree with you, and I I I know that a lot of people may be listening to this and going, well, there's never enough time. There's never enough time. And I understand that, right? We're always trying to be, get it up on its feet, get it up on its feet. But I think that there is an effective way that we can get a show up on its feet, but also not lose the acting and motivation behind Mm -hmm. what we're doing. And is it our job as actors to make that, you know, if they're telling me I've got to be down left on this beat and pick up that prop on, you know, uh, when the the drums hit, whatever, you know, I've got to figure out how to motivate that. That's Mm -hmm. my job. Absolutely my job to figure that out. I just think that there is an idea that we have been, a lot of us have been missing lately where the importance on acting Mm -hmm. is always left out, talking about what is happening in that moment, talking about what's happening in the scene, how the show is shifting and what's how the journey is transitioning and, and what's changing and what happens by the end. I think that's something that needs to be talked about. And more often than not, I understand in an equity production, generally you've got what, like two weeks, if that, to get a show right. on its feet before it goes into tech and or regional dress theaters. rehearsals and regional yeah. theaters. But I feel like so much of the onus is put onto the staging and the choreography, and there's very little dialogue about intentions and about uh, tactic play and about um, this, the real the real juicy stuff, which is the acting values that go right. into each moment that occurs. It kind of becomes this this secondary category that is kind of an afterthought or oftentimes directors will say, well, that's the actor's job to figure Mm. out those, those acting values. It's not my job. My job is to stage it in choreography and do the choreography and then hand it over to, you know, the, the design team. I I disagree with that tremendously. Yes, we have to stage a show. We have to have something physical to put up on its feet. I get that. I completely understand that. But 
how much more spectacular can that production be if if your actors fully understand the context and the messages and the themes that you are trying to approach and also understand how to arrive at new moments throughout the course of the play with intention and with uh, with with a passionate spirit for tel- storytelling. Yes. And when people say there, you know, there's never enough time, I do understand that. What I will say is that it is our job as the director to make time. Mm-hmm. It is our job to say, okay, I know that my time is limited. So um, I am going to spend, we're going to spend this first hour as a company talking about the history of the show. We're going to talk about all the dramaturgical mm-hmm. work. We're going to bring someone in to talk about this culture or this this um, this situation that's happening. You know, I'm going to have information available for them and resources, and, and we're going to spend the first five minutes of every rehearsal talking about what's happening in this scene. Even that creates this space of we're not here just to put something on its feet. We're here to tell a story. Well, you're not machines. You're artists. Right. Now. Right. And it gives that idea of feeling that I'm an artist. I'm not someone that's just walking around singing and dancing on stage. I understand that there's always a time limit, but a few things that would be even be helpful is to, to allow time to say, you know, at the beginning of this, at the beginning of the first company meeting, we're going to spend the first rehearsal talking about the history, the research, we're going to have a, a dramaturg come in. We're going to have people come in that can talk about this, the culture or the situation in the show that have experience and knowledge. You know, I'm going to bring the resources in and we're going to have this discussion. So before we even begin, we've already talked about it as, a, as an artistic collaborative team. Mm-hmm. Even that, and then saying we're going to spend the first five minutes talking about what's happening in the scene, what are the intentions, even just that makes us feel like artists yeah, right? versus just standing, walking, talking, moving our arms around. And it really does change the dynamics and it can be done. It absolutely can be done. And so if anyone is, you know, wondering if it's possible, it is, it just takes being able to be organized and to understand what it takes to make that creativity really happen in the rehearsal room, but also in the creative room, in the productive production team as well. And it's about collaboration yes. in every facet every of the creative process. Yes. It is about collaboration with your actors, not creating this hierarchy of power dynamics. You come into the room, you have a conversation with your actors, you say, you know what? I've got the tools to get us to the ultimate destination, but this is going to be a journey that is guided by us together. We are going to discover and try new things and throw things out. Uh, I will always be in the driver's seat, but I want all of the actors to have their input and and be really passionate about their their own uh, their part and their contribution to the creative process. And the same thing goes with the design team. Yes. I can't tell you how many designers I have spoken with that have never fully had the ability to let their vision and their concepts manifest only because maybe the director didn't think it was in the direction they wanted it to go. Oftentimes that's not the case. You can't get inside of a designer's head and, and, and tell them exactly what your vision is. They're going to come up with a concept based on how you deliver your, the information to them. That is a beautiful thing because now 
the art takes a life of its own and it becomes something that's bigger than the designer or the director. Yes. And you, you, you never know what the, what someone else is going to bring to the table that you didn't think of. And that's, what's so wonderful about the collaboration process is, you know, you work with a designer and you, you talk to them about your concept, but then they come back and they have something that you would have never thought of because that's not your expertise, right? And how exciting is it when you get to your first dress rehearsal, when you see the actors in the costumes, you've only seen pictures or sketches, but you've never actually seen the full thing. You see the makeup, you see the lighting, you see the scenic elements, you see everything finally come together. And it, it more often than not is not the exact picture you had in your head when you first started this journey. It's even better. It's even better because you, you surrendered your power over the process and and gave the power to the whole. Yes, and that only can happen if there is somebody guiding the ship, but that is allowing everybody to be in the leadership position as well, mm-hmm. right? So it's about everybody working together in a collaborative effort, but we're all going down the same path together. We're not going down a different path, right? <laughs> we're all going down the same similar path, but we are all able to put in our input in some way or shape or fashion, you know, I mean, obviously if someone says, you know, this is my concept as a director, but somebody wants to do, you know, the costumes in steampunk and they're like, well, that's not really going <laughs> to, you know, work for our concept. What else, what else can we do? You know, that's a little bit different. Yes, of course. But, um, I, I just think that the art of directing is so in depth and oftentimes gets overlooked at what you really have to be able to go through and the challenges that come with directing such a large creative project. Why don't we wrap back around to the puzzler? You got an answer for us, Tim? Sure. Let's start with a question one more time just to remind our audience. Okay. So the puzzler question was, who directed the following original Broadway productions? Jelly's Last Jam, Angels in America, John LeCuse's The Wild Party, Carolina Change, Shuffle Along or the Making of the Musical Sensation of 1921 and All That Followed, and most recently, the film adaptation of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And the answer is? George, George C. C. Wolf. The amazing George C. Wolf. Uh, you know, I am, he is one of my heroes. He is someone that I have looked to for inspiration as a director. Uh, the, his body of work is immense over the course of his lifetime. And every piece of theater that he touches, he brings his own unique stamp to it. Uh, you know what you're getting when you when you see a George Seawolf production. And it's been an inspiration to, to get to see his live productions and his films uh, on, on the silver screen. So I just want to take a moment to honor the amazing George Seawolf, one of my heroes as a director. Perfect. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And thanks to all of the wonderful directors out there that are constantly working towards making a collaborative creative effort in all of your projects. Thank you.